Welcome to Hollywood and Beyond Podcast with Cincinnati host Stephen Brittingham. Experience meaningful and in-depth interviews with Hollywood's most interesting people. Enjoy the show. You can receive all the latest episodes of Hollywood and Beyond with Stephen Brittingham delivered to your favorite listening device by subscribing to the show on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or whatever happens to be your favorite podcast listening service. Don't miss out. Tune in. That's the place. And what is this? It's a manufacturing parlor. Sex bots. They're programmed to know what you want, exactly what's expected of them. But they don't complain, they don't argue, they don't manipulate. They just... love. What are you looking for? So, who is she? The woman you're seeing. I'm smiling because you fell in love with one of my machines. You're welcome. Mr. Green, your email awaits. Hi, Michael. I'm Sophia. Sophia. Hi, Sophia. Take a seat. The year is 2050, where you can order a pizza and have it delivered by a flying drone. Or play a video game without a handheld control. Some things, though, seem very familiar to our surroundings here in 2019. Yet, so much is not what it appears to actually be. In the sleek and futuristic tale of the film 2050, human companionship collides with artificial intelligence. For an unhappily married man, the fallout of his relationship with an e-mate is full of human emotion. The lady behind this android, actress Stephanie Bloom, joins me today to discuss how she brought Sophia to life. I'm very excited to be speaking with her. Stephanie Bloom, welcome to Hollywood and Beyond. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Stephen. You are most welcome. It's so delightful to have you here. I just viewed the film recently, and uh, you had a lot to do with that, so thank you very much. And uh, cannot wait to discuss the film and, of course, your role as well. First, though, I'd like to ask, how are you doing? And I hope you are enjoying the spring. I am. I'm doing really, really well. How about you? Oh, I am loving it. I have a green thumb, Stephanie, so I'm very excited to be <laughs> back out in the yard and having some adventures. <laughs> right, right. It's been winter. <laughs> well, as mentioned, it's so nice to have you here today. I've been looking forward to speaking with you very much. And, and you, Stephanie, as you know, are actually the second cast member to visit me here on Hollywood and Beyond from the film 2050. So I'm very honored to have two cast members on separately, and that would be Irina Abraham. And I I had such a wonderful conversation with her and learning more about her character and her artistic journey. And I'm equally as excited to be speaking with you today as well. Oh, great. Yeah, Irina is amazing. She's 
so, so talented and beautiful. Well, I would have to agree with you on both parts there. She sure is. <laughs> and, and what a fantastic performance, because when I spoke with Irene and Stephanie, I hadn't actually viewed the film yet. And I have to tell you, seeing the film is going to bring so much to um, our conversation today. And I'm really looking forward to that. I've been thinking about the film um, so much since I viewed it. And i um, looking forward to hearing what your thoughts are. Um, oh, great. Well, let's see. Before we get um, discussing your your role as an android, uh, there's many descriptions that can be used: robot, um, e-mate. I mean, uh, it, it, what a very uh, cool <laughs> yeah. role to, to say that you've played is is uh, uh, you know an android. But I thought I would go yeah. back to the beginning and ask where you are from. I am born and raised in New York, um, Long Island specifically, but, um, yeah, I feel like it's like, you know, the acting capital. Um, I just, I love it here, you know, and, um, if there's anywhere to work as an actor, I think New York is it. And that is where you are joining me from today. Yes. Well, how did your interest in acting first develop for you? Um, you know, it just, it kind of just hit me when I was young and I just stuck with it since then. Um, I did my first commercial at nine years old and it kind of just went from there. Um, as a kid, you know, being in school, um, you know, there's only so much you could do, but I did a lot of TV, I did a lot of modeling and, you know, as I got older, I had a family, and I still stuck with it. So, you know, I think it's just one of those things that never goes away if you're really passionate about it. Well said and so true. Uh, speaking of modeling, I believe you appeared on the Today Show as a model. I did. I did. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> very, very early. <laughs> oh, wow. Very early. <laughs> early on in your career. Um. Well, yeah, sort of, but early in the morning, too. I oh, think gotcha. It airs, I, yes. I airs, I think, at 8 o'clock in the morning, and I, I, for the times that you have to be there and be prepared, I'm like, wow, this is like, <laughs> it's very, <laughs> very early. I'm like, shocked. I can only imagine. Um, <laughs> that is very true. When a show like that uh, airs so early in the morning, uh, the folks um, you know, on that show or the guests, or in your case, being a model, <laughs> you've got to get there extra early and grab that coffee. I don't know if you're a coffee yeah. drinker, but uh, I would definitely be going for some coffee. I can tell you that. Yeah. Well, that's wonderful to hear. I, I also came across the fact that you appeared on the television show Gotham, and I was going to ask you what that experience was like. Oh my gosh, that was so much fun. Um, it was a little risque, you know. Um, it's just funny what, um, it was actually like a dance sequence. And it's just funny to me what, you know, I feel like cable television has come a long way in terms of what they show and what they can't show. And, um, you know, I was in, I just remember um, it was an opening sequence. It was a dance sequence, the first episode, and it was, uh, you know, I was in a bra and like kind of, I guess, like shorts, but they were, um, I guess you would call them like booty shorts. And I'm, I'm standing there, we're dancing in a bra and I'm like, they were more worried about me showing too much cheek. And I'm like, really? But my, my breasts are kind of hanging out, but <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's just so funny to me how, how television, you know, such certain things and how far it's come, you know. 
it, that, that is so really, true. Really it really has come um, a long way. <laughs> um, things are definitely different these days. And now that you have Netflix and Amazon Prime, there seems right. to be um, a broader range of freedom with um, telling stories. Um, Absolutely. And, e- and even on the networks, you know, we still think of those four networks. Uh, back in the day, there used to be the three ABC, CBS, NBC, but then Fox came along. So even they have broadened sometimes their approaches. And well, that's very yeah, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you, you know, you are a true beauty. So, um, Oh, when you. I watched uh, the film 2050, you have very appealing screen presence. And um, well, that, that had to be an exciting experience being on Gotham. And thank you for sharing that. Um, well, this film, 2050, how about we start with when did you first learn of the audition and what was your audition like for the film? Um, my audition, I, I believe, I want to say. Uh, you know, from auditioning to rap, it was probably like a three-year span. And um, I just remember my audition was the scene I had with David, who plays Michael in the film. It was our actual first meeting right after he creates me. And um, it was that, it was that monologue kind of um, where we're just going back and forth. And there's that, you know, jittery nerves when you first meet somebody. And it was just so appealing to me because I think it just not only caught my attention, but it catches everybody's attention. Like, where is this going to go? And um, that was my audition. And I just felt like when I, um, I actually met with Princeton, it was very quick. I remember I sent him a video and I got a call back and, um, for the for that scene, I just feel like, I don't know, sometimes you walk out of an audition room and you're like, mm, you know, we'll see what happens or, you know, oh, God, I didn't do great. Or I just remember walking out of there and I was like, wow, uh, if I didn't get it, I didn't get it. But I felt like I nailed it. <laughs> you know, I was like, <laughs> I really feel like sometimes like you're like, oh, you know what, this character is me. It's, it's me. I, you know, and I that's the feeling I got. And I'm just so glad that they had me on board because I just, I don't know, that scene just captivated me like it did everybody else well when you get those feelings after leaving an audition that that's a good sign right there instead of going oh man if i only would have taken this approach so if you had the opposite feeling and you were clicking with um you know your partner in the scene that's a, a, a definitely very important but i have to ask you stephanie so how much of the script or actual storyline were you aware of during your audition process of this movie? Did you have any concerns or did they really fill you in on, you know, what the film was about? Um, Well, I feel like at the audition process, uh, it was just that scene that I had been given. And I think right off the bat, you could just tell, you know what, Sophia is a sexy role. Um, It's provocative. Um, but it just, I feel like it made you wanting more. So without having read the rest of the script or knowing really where my character was going to go, I was sort of on board with it. I was like, wow, if I get a call for this, I'm in. Like, I just, I really liked her character. Um, and I just felt like, you know, not that I've been typecast before, but I, I just feel like that's something like I could uh, portray very easily. And without even knowing where my character was going, I just knew I wanted it. I wanted to be a part of it. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, And you know what? The thing that intrigues me about 2050 
is that on the surface, Stephanie, some folks may go, oh, this is going to be a more of an exploitation type of film, right? Because they're focusing on only certain areas of the theme. But nothing could be further from the truth is because this film, a, a drama, um, you know, you could even add in um, some humor, of, lots of yeah. great hu- humorous moments, but it really has a lot to say. And it also lets the viewers take it in and, and help decide for themselves. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the movie can go in so many directions. And without giving anything away, it sort of leaves you hanging. Like, it, it kind of leaves you, like, questioning, like, uh, okay, where where is this going to go? And I don't know. I feel like that's what's so compelling about it. Um, and it is very sexy. Don't get me wrong. But um, I think you you sort of expect that from, like, sci-fi movies, Um especially with something that involves an android or an e-mate, or we've even been called sex bots, which I don't mind at all. I just think, um, you know, you kind of have to give or take with that kind of thing and, and just go in there with an open mind. But you're right. You, you don't expect where, where the movie takes you at, at times. And that's what I love about it. I think that's what everybody loves about it. I'll tell you what, it was in the right creative hands. Not only from a very talented cast that delivers um, outstanding performances, including yourself, but the director, I have to tell you what, I'm very impressed. Very sleek visuals, um, but not so much overdone that you lose that humanity. I was very impressed with that. Uh, I liked his tight camera work. You know, many of his scenes, you know, he's not moving the camera around all over the place necessarily. He really has focused scenes. I I thought that was great, Stephanie. Yeah, Princeton, I'm just so in awe of his talent and his creative mind. I've never worked with somebody that is just so passionate and so in tune with his vision. And I just, I fed off of that. I think the whole cast did. And it was just, it was such a, a really nice experience. And even um, the DP, Jared Rydell, I mean, he just, he has, uh, like, I feel like every project you work on, every director and every team has their own signature look. And this is definitely Jared's look. And he, I mean, the two of them were just, I guess, the perfect match because everything about this movie, I mean, from the background lighting to the colors, I just, it was, it was really impressive. Sometimes I'm not even looking at the actors. I'm looking at the background and I'm like, wow. Yes. (laughs) I don't know. I'm I'm a fan of them and I, I definitely would work with them again. I just, I'm such a fan of their creative minds and, and their talent. Well, I was very impressed, and I felt the same way you did, Stephanie. I, I was like, wow, I really like the um, sets or the, the locations of the film. You know, some of the shots of the city, for example. It draws you in. It, it, there's a lot of atmosphere in this film. And, yeah, um, yeah. and, and they, that, that intrigues me. And I'll tell you what else is so great about 2050 is that – you know, as I'm watching it, I care about these characters. I, I want to know what's going to happen to them. I'm curious about right, right. what decisions are they going to make. And I'm very intrigued by your character, Stephanie. And I'm wondering, from an acting standpoint, <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> did you have special preparations 
uh, and portraying, you know, this character because after all, it's um it's a machine. Right. Yeah. And and the funny thing is is that I think really uh you know, Princeton gave us a lot of creative freedom, but the one thing he just uh sort of said was, you know, we're not going to we're not going to act robotic. We're, you're not going to act uh as like, you know, you're not going to talk like one, you're not going to move like one, you're going to be human like. And I think that might have been like a challenge for, you know, Stormy and Jonathan, the other inmates. Um, we're like, okay, how do we how do we come across as a robot, as something that was created, but not act like one? And I think, you know, we each have our own different, you know, take on it, which I, I love because we're not all the same. We don't have the same mannerisms in the film. But um, it was it was definitely a challenge of, you know, my version of being an e-mate is completely different than Stormy's or, um, you know, Jonathan's. And I think that's what's so cool about the film is that we're not all alike because we were created by our partners and we're not like robotic. I think that's, what's really cool about it. And my main tone for it was, I just wanted to be, I guess, more or less monotone. I just didn't want to, um, overemphasize things, but I didn't want to be too bland and, you know, I didn't want to overdo it. So, um, I don't know. That's kind of my approach to, you know, the e-mate and how to act as one. Well, you succeeded with your approach, Stephanie, because, (laughs) you know, um, you show up at a point in the film where, um, you know, a, a main character makes a very important decision to to, to give this a try. And, um, you know, the, the gentleman that I discussed earlier, this unhappily married man. And um, and I'll tell you what, the, the first actual scene after he customized your characters, I mean, like you said, these... Um, um, uh, e-mates can be customized. You know, they're not all the same. They're not all behaving the same. And you, um, your voice is heard, Stephanie. And I was like, oh, wow. Sounds so human. I thought that was very clever because, I mean, I'm putting myself in his shoes and it's, it is like, wow. Uh, you, you almost forget that she's not human. And uh, I thought that was a great scene. Your, your first official scene in the film. Yeah, I just, like I said, and you know what, it helped a lot, too, that Princeton brought on um, Mike Roby to do all the special effects. And with creating that um, scene where David, who plays Michael, is creating me, I was like, wow. I mean, <laughs> that was just one of those moments where you're like, oh, my gosh. You know, like, I mean, he's worked on huge films like Volcano and Face Off. And I'm like, here he is creating me in this movie i was just one of those like moments where you're like okay this is never gonna happen again (laughs) and i was like wow i feel like he just really made sophia look perfect in that film so i owe a lot of credit to them too (laughs) yes and you did make uh, excellent choices because you know what you you didn't overdo it but you left just enough to go hey Yes, you know, I, I'm not human. There's a if you're paying right. attention, you can see a few moments or or how you will blink your eyes or maybe you know move your head. But I think the real proof is obviously in the conversation. I was so fascinated that so many of the characters, especially maybe you know after 75 percent of the film has gone by, you know they start to really um, start looking deeper in themselves and they're wanting more 
from um, these uh, e-mates. And, um, and it's very interesting yeah. to see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think you get lost in each character's interpretation of what they want in their e-mate. And every situation is different and every outcome is different. I think that's what's so great about the film. And when you get lost, I feel like in each character with Drew and, and what he's going through that, that scene with um, Michael and Maxwell, who is, you know, uh, David Vaughn and Dan Kane, I think it just makes you take a look back and you're like, Whoa, okay. You get so wrapped up in the characters and you're so, and intrigued and you're like wow and then you're like dean kane's giving that performance and you're like they're just robots they're just robots and i i think you know, i'm trying not to give too much away but right, that scene right. for me was just i was like wow <laughs> i yes. think it's a, it's a cool, you know mind-changing moment in the film well, the script is very good, just like all the other elements of the film. I, I love a good science fiction film. You described that earlier, and, and I agree. It is uh, also a science fiction film. It's many things. I think that's one of the captivating things about 2050. It has many themes and layers to it. Um, it's very interesting to me, uh, Stephanie, that when I'm watching it, on the one hand, it's set in the future, of course, right? But many times you um, kind of forget that because it feels like, you know, today. And um, I, th- I thought that was a very wise choice. They, they had some things that are different and then many things that are like we uh, experience today. Yeah, I feel like that's what's so, you know, thought-provoking about the film is that this isn't too far away from, you know, present and it's like right. really could i could i just be calling up one day and having you know a drone deliver my pizza i really think so i'll tell you <laughs> what there's a lot of air traffic going on wasn't there with all those drones oh my goodness <laughs> right I mean, I just, there's so many aspects to the film not even with the characters but it's like the drone activity you're like wow this this really could happen <laughs> i mean they film movies with drones i mean it's just sure. i feel like it's all a matter of time you know, and yeah. I've seen in many interviews where um, Dean Kane has mentioned that people are marrying, you know, holograms. It's just so there's there's so many things out there that I feel like maybe just, you know, people aren't aware of. And this just brings your attention to it. You just got to keep an open mind. You know, it might not be for everybody. And, you know, but I just I, I really feel like this is like the future, like the near future, though. Well, speaking of Dean Kane, whose character is the mastermind uh, behind all of these um, uh, e-mates, and what a fantastic performance by Dean. Um, I, I enjoyed every scene that he was in, and um, I, I just really enjoyed uh, his take on the character. I met him at the L.A. Uh, screening, and... He, I mean, everything that everybody has said about him is just true. He's just so down to earth. He's so nice and very professional. Um, I think it's just such an honor to be in the same film as him. And he, I, I believe he really just makes the film. He, his performance was unlike any other. And uh, he does have a very uh, captivating monologue in the film. Yes, and I just think, you know, it, it really, it really, I think your mouth will be dropping by the end of it. You're like, wow, I have never seen Dean in this character before. And, you know, I mean, 
I really think that he just makes the film. I have to agree with you on that because, you know what? Once again, uh, a different approach artistically would be let's just make Dean's character evil, right? Um, but I think this is much more interesting. I mean, perhaps the character is partially greedy, but I think there's a lot more going on there as well. And, um, uh, you described it so well. He, he has a monologue, um, that is very captivating. And, um, I was hanging on every word because by that point, you yeah. really want to know what is this guy, you know, thinking, uh, uh, you know, uh, running this business and, and, and this right. warehouse that was also like a club, Stephanie, because remember yeah. the scene, uh, where you, you know, uh, the main character goes up and he's looking around. I had trouble at yeah. first trying to figure out who was human and who was not. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. I mean, I think. He he definitely put a touch on this film where it's like, wow, this performance is great. But he does leave you at the end where it's like he has a he has a good point of, of the point he's trying to get across. And and not that he's defending what he's doing, but I think uh, the message of the film is, you know, uh, happiness is your own. Uh, you have to make it your own. And um, I'm trying not to give too much away. But, uh, <laughs> no, you're I, doing a wonderful <laughs> job. I, I really think between him and David, that, that scene just every, you might be so against it and everything you're thinking of. And when you see that scene with him and David, you're just like, wow, he's got a great point. You know, you don't look at it that way. And I think Dean portrays that. Excellent. And you know what else? And again, I'll be very careful. So I don't give anything away, Stephanie. Uh, your <laughs> descriptions are absolutely um Fantastic. I'm trying not to give away the film, but, you know, Dean's performance is, is amazing, and he, he really does give you a different point of view in the film. And yes. um, with all the characters and all of their situations, I think he just wraps it up and says, you know what? Um, you know, you created it. You know, he, he kind of gets that message across without giving anything away. He, you know, he, he kind of turns it back on you like you you came here and you created it, you know, and you're just like, wow. <laughs> yes, you forget about yes. that. You forget you sure about that do. point, bro. Well, that it's, it's a fantastic moment in the film because this film to anybody listening out there that one of the things that uh, i think that stephanie and i are trying to emphasize is that the film takes you on a journey it's not just one viewpoint it has several viewpoints and several characters make different decisions at the end and dean gets to share his character's viewpoint i'll tell you something though um uh Stephanie, that I found interesting was that uh, the scene that we're talking about, that monologue, when uh, David gets up and walks out, and we have the scene with the apple, right? And right. Uh, Dean's character is sitting there, and it lasts a little bit longer than I anticipated. And for me, I just thought I would share this with you. For me, I love that because it made me think that Dean was actually thinking about what David had to say earlier on in that scene. That despite the fact that Dean had this explanation, right? I wondered uh -huh. if the character was actually sitting there eating that apple, kind of processing what David had to say. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> yes, that's. I mean, this is this will come back to uh, Princeton and Jared. Their yes. their vision. I mean, even you know, David was a producer in the film, and I just think everything down to 
the lighting, the apple. I mean, the, the detail in this film is it's incredible. And it's the music, really Stephanie. It, I mean, it has a very appealing music score. Doesn't <laughs> yes. it? I mean, uh, yes, it I, I really does. enjoyed it. Yes. It, I mean, I just think overall, I mean, and the film's won so many awards. Uh, even to this point, I just, I mean, even if not for the, you know, if you could look past, or not even look past, I mean, if you could just keep an open mind past the the Android part, I mean, photography, it's just, it's amazing. It's, um, like I said, I'm a fan of them, you know, and sometimes I feel like as an actor, you go in, you do your job and you're like, okay, it was great working with you. You know, I'll see you sometime soon, but no, I just, <laughs> I'm, I'm constantly in touch with everybody. And I just, you know, like I said, I'm a fan of that. You didn't have any actual scenes with Dean, but I thank you for sharing what it was like, you know, meeting him and, and, and your conversations. Well, uh, if we could go back to working with David, uh, who gave a, great performance as well. Um, did you two work together on anything in particular, you know, with the scenes because of the fact that, um, you know, your character is not human or did he just kind of let you uh, figure that out on your own? Um, I think, he, you know, between his vision and, you know, Princeton's direction and my interpretation of Sophia, I think they just let me have my freedom with her, which I loved. Um, you know, and he, I mean, I absolutely adore him. He's, it, it was such a joy working with him because he just is so professional. And then when we were not filming, you know, still to this day, I consider him a great friend. And I mean, his character, and he's so, so talented. Um, I do remember we did actually, before we started filming, we, he was living on the West Coast at the time and we did FaceTime. We talked about it. We even laughed about it. Um, but I just, the level of professionalism from not even him, but the whole crew was just great because, you know, I mean, at times it does get uncomfortable. We did have very, very intimate scenes. And I think, you know, even at some point, like it was a first for me in some of the scenes, maybe even him too. I'm not sure, but um, it was just overall such a great experience. And, you know, he's so talented. And I mean, for me to be able to work with, you know, a bicoastal actor, I was like, wow, this is, this is really cool, you know. It's definitely something I'd love to do again. Well, I appreciate you sharing that. That is just, uh, that is so good to hear when you have that kind of experience and it lingers with you. And like you said, you you remain friends. And, and I really admire all that he and the director and, and the crew all achieved as well, because it, it shows that the cast and the crew made this film, you know, the, with the results that it has, which is very good results as far as I'm concerned. Well, the film is playing across selected cities across the country. Um, I assume, but I guess I'll ask to make sure, have you seen it on the big screen? I have, yes. They um, they actually had a few screenings. Um, I believe they just sort of wrapped up their theatrical tour. Um, they had a screening here on Valentine's Day in, in New York City. Um, they had one out in L.A., um, and they kind of just went across the country. They had one in Baltimore. Um, and now they're even having a contest where you can demand it in your city, where I guess the um, city with the most votes can, we're going to have a screening there. And, and hopefully the whole cast will be there for it, sort of as like a, you know, a contest they're having. But um, 
Yeah, I, I don't, you know, 2050 definitely isn't finished with their, their tour yet. But, um, and I just heard this morning, actually, that they're premiering it at Cannes, too, the Cannes Film Festival next month. So, I mean, it, it's all great news. It does seem to be um, picking up some strength, you know, as far as the, you know, uh, some some buzz positive buzz that's getting out there so i you know i think this is the kind of film that's actually going to grow more and more over time um you know because it has a lot to say i I think it is the kind of film that some people you know what stephanie i'm sure you would probably back me up on this there's some people that's going to take this as as a more lighter film they're not going to get too deep with it but there's people like me i just think there's so many layers um i think it's kind of a combination of so many elements and that's what i really like about the film is it makes you think about relationships and being human and um and you know what i think this is so interesting stephanie after i saw the film it just made me go you know what life is a precious thing relationships are precious it just had a really interesting impact on me Right. It just gives you a different perspective. And that's what I love about it. I mean, even even watching it and not even thinking about being an actor in it, I just think it's one of those films where you're like, you know, when you think about a sci-fi film, I really believe that, you know, 2050 is going to be one of those contenders because it's just, it's so different. You know, it's, it's not like any other sci-fi film that I could think of off the top of my head. And I like that about it. It's, it's, you know, it's, it has a lot of layers, like you said. Very unique film, yes. And, and you know what? Um, sure, there's adult language in the film. And why am I bringing that up? Well, because I've seen films with potential, Stephanie, I'm sure you have as well, where sometimes, you know, there was a good premise, but then it gets muddled because they felt the need to force in a bunch of, like, you know, adult language all over the place. And then you realize it's not really natural. So my viewpoint is, as long as it would be how a character really speaks, then go for it. And this film takes that approach. It's, it, it, there's lots of moments with no language, and then there's some with several. And, and, and again, wise artistic approaches. Yes, absolutely. Brian Ackerley is the writer for the film. And I just remember, even for, I'm not even speaking about anybody else's scenes or, or what they had to say, but even for my character, I just felt like, wow. I mean, I, did, I wasn't told to be robotic, but I feel like I'm talking robotic. And that to me was just, <laughs> I, I, that was, I was like, wow, I mean, this is so different. I just loved, I loved Brian's approach on this. Mm-hmm. And he, I like I said, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of this crew and this team because it's just amazing. And and I know that Brian and Princeton and David, you know, they've worked together before, and you could just see that they're they're a team. You are definitely the right choice for Sophia, Stephanie. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, I, I, I found you you know your screen presence very appealing, and and I'll I'll tell you what I would like to add this. Um, sure, beautiful woman on screen that catches uh, a lot of people's attention. But again, you gave a great performance, so you have the talent to back it up. Okay, but I thought you brought a level of intelligence to the role, which I think made it the most appealing. But with that approach, is because these aren't just quote unquote 
dummies, so to speak. Uh, I mean, they, I mean, they're customized to be very intelligent and to hold conversations and 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 have at least to a certain extent. There's always that line where they can't go past. But you brought a certain intelligent edge to it, and, and I just want to commend you for that. Oh, thank you. I actually owe a lot of that to Brian and his writing because, you know, <laughs> she. I think she was designed to, you know, uh, be playful and and almost, you know, intrigue Michael, but not go too far. And it's always that line that you don't want to cross. And, you know, uh, I think even for Stormy, too, like we're, we're there to um, almost challenge our partners. And, you know, even for Jonathan, um, I think it, it was just everybody had a different uh, approach and I think that all came down to Brian's writing because he didn't write each of us the same, which I think was so cool about the film. And I think that all comes out, you know, on screen. It does. I'm very curious. Uh, how long, or at least approximately, were you actually filming? Um, I believe, you know, from start to finish, it was a span of three years. I mean, don't quote me on that. It might have been two and a half or three years. But yeah, there was. We we stopped filming for a little while. Um, Princeton had a baby. I mean, things happen in life, you know. Yes. Um, I I actually I, I I think I've only said this in one other interview, but I actually um, I was pregnant for some of the film, and you know. Um, but I I think from start to finish, it might have been like a three year span. And look but what which, happened. Which, you know, I... <laughs> right. Wonderful and, results. Right. Yeah. I, I think, you know, something like that doesn't have to be rushed. It doesn't have to have, you know, your typical start-finish date with, you know, nothing in between. I, I That's what I liked about this, was that it was so well thought out. It was so well planned. And nothing was left unturned. And you know what? If it took three years, it took three years. But... That's right. And you know what, Stephanie? Another thing that is so impressive about the uh, script and direction is that let's say there was a person, right, Stephanie, uh, that maybe was like, you know what, I'll watch this film, but I am totally against something like this. And if it ever happened, I would be against it. But you know what? Some of those folks would actually still be intrigued by the storyline because it, <laughs> right. it grabs you. And I, th again, I just think so many wise artistic choices. So uh, to the screenwriter and director and, and all of those people, the producers, you know, my hat's off to you for very wise choices. Right. I mean, it does. It leaves you, it leaves you thinking. And, you know, the film's been called thought-provoking. And it's just, like you said, you know, you already have this interpretation of, oh, okay, I know what this film's about. And then if you actually sit down and watch it, you're like, wow, okay. It just makes you, it, ma it opens your mind, I feel like. And you take it however you want to. I mean, it's not for everybody. But, I mean, if it were to happen one day, what would you do? And that's that's what I love about it. It leaves you know, such a huge question, like, you know, would you try it or would you not, you know, or would you say you wouldn't and then you would, you know, like, I, I think the film touches on all of that. Well said, Stephanie. I, I, I can't add any more to it. You just, you just summed <laughs> everything up that we're talking about today. So I'm glad you did that. Um, th that saves me from having to do it. So well done. And I should tell you, Stephanie, I have voted for Cincinnati. 
where I broadcast oh. Hollywood and Beyond to uh, somehow have the film arrive here because I'd love to see it on the big screen and also uh, help get the word out. So who knows oh, if that'll that happen? Be great. If it does, I'll, you know I'll let you know. <laughs> right? And I, I believe, you know, wherever, wherever the winning city is, is where the cast will be. I know I'll be there, oh, but that's, wow. that's so exciting. All right, Cincinnati. I know there's a lot of friends and listeners who uh, listen from my hometown, even though Hollywood and Beyond is heard, you know, from Hollywood all the way to the Big Apple and and worldwide. So all my uh, Cincinnati listeners, please uh, vote for the film. And I'll share some information on the uh, social media pages on on how you can do that. Well, it may be too soon to even speculate, but because of the theatrical run, but I think this is a film that's going to do very well when it arrives on video on demand. I, I don't believe that it has happened yet. Is that correct? Not yet. I believe after the theatrical run, they're going to right. go in that direction. But I think they want to, um, you know, they're, they're having their fun right now. I think we need to see what city is going to, you know, vote the most and, and go from there. And like I said, they're doing cans next month. And it's just, that's just, it's all great news. So yes, it's definitely going to be on video demand. I just don't know when. And no need to rush, like you were saying, Stephanie. Absolutely. There's no need to rush the theatrical <laughs> run because I think it's going to pick up some steam, and, and that's very important. And if Cincinnati wins, I look forward to meeting you and other cast members. That would be yes, a I tremendous be honor. <laughs> I'll even buy the popcorn, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, this has just been a, just su- such a fun and enjoyable and in-depth conversation and i want to thank you for that so what are your future plans um as you look down the road uh, stephanie um well you know i just finished two pilots and i'm working on another one um well congratulations i actually thank you and i um i think over the month of june and july i'm working on another feature film so i mean i'm, I'm keeping busy i just um release dates and all of that um, aren't out yet, but I always post things on my social media of what I'm doing and when things are coming out. So I'm huge on the social media. You sure are. I, I enjoy your <laughs> Instagram and Twitter page and also your Facebook page very much. I follow them all and um, <laughs> I enjoy all the pictures and, and learning more about you. So um, I guess that sums it up, but if you'd like to let the listeners know how to find you, go ahead and, and do so now. Oh, I'm on Instagram as Stephanie Bloom, on Facebook as Stephanie Bloom, and I switched it up for Twitter. I am Bloom Stephanie on Twitter, so, <laughs> yeah. That's There's great. another Stephanie Bloom. Hey, <laughs> got to yeah, be creative, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shake it up a little bit and, and be a little different. That's wonderful. Well, <laughs> if you, um, I'm sure you will. If you speak to David, uh, please let him know how much I enjoyed and also admired the film and um, the same goes if you speak with any other cast members I, I know that Irina and I had a wonderful time speaking with each other and and this has also been such a, a, a joyful experience so um, I hope you have an excuse to come back Stephanie and discuss oh, more about you. your future projects <laughs> oh, I would love to thank you so much Stephen this has been so much fun well, it has for me as well I want to wish you uh, all the best and hey Let's uh, get this film to Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah, Cincinnati. Here we come. (laughs)
All right. Well, Stephanie, thank you so much. And I want to thank all of the listeners out there for such wonderful support. I would like to say that Hollywood and Beyond is growing in some very exciting ways. And, uh, you know, I have to give my amazing guests the credit because just like Stephanie Bloom, I mean, they are uh, so vital to this show. They're, they're um, um, people who make my show what it is today. So I'm very honored to have such talented folks like Stephanie as guests. Well, this is host Stephen Brittingham. As you might expect, I do recommend you viewing 2050 if you were able to do so down the road or as soon as possible. I'll catch all of you on another episode of Hollywood and Beyond. Thank you. Send host Stephen Brittingham your comments and questions to Hollywood and Beyond Show at gmail.com. That is Hollywood and Beyond Show at gmail.com. Stephen looks forward to hearing from you soon. <laughs>